Hello. Ahoy. Ahoy, Captain. Ahoy, Fighting Irish Faithful. I think we're going to do that this entire episode. We will greet everyone with naval uh, type of uh, greetings, salutations, what have you. Uh, ahoy, uh, greetings, and uh, welcome aboard the uh, Fighting Irish Faithful podcast. This is Joe, your captain. Hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain. You know what? And damn it, I, I wanted to have that clip from Captain Phillips available, and, and just I didn't prepare. We d- did a bunch of other stuff. We played. I will say this. Um, Baby Irish Faithful tonight had his first exposure to the original DuckTales cartoons and loved it. So we watched like five episodes together, him and dad. It was it was a great, great experience. So anyway, um, ahoy. Welcome aboard the Fighting Irish Faithful show. This is volume 75 of all time of all shows done um i'm i'm really happy to be podcasting with everyone tonight uh welcoming everyone who's going to join us uh i can't believe this is 75 episodes so this makes it the diamond episode i had to look that up season three episode 23 and i am back from illness i thank everyone for their patience as uh we roll in here uh, on a Thursday, this is very, uh, I don't think I've done a Thursday show since, gosh, Clemson of 2020, where I did a shit ton of stats. Now, I wish that was the excuse of why we didn't do it. I was ill on uh, Tuesday, and uh, gosh, it was really weird. It just, you know, just had the chills, body aches, you know, the whole thing. So it just was not fit to do a show um and um would not be wise to drink uh the rest of the aberfeldy scotch so thank you everyone for joining us we're gonna uh we'll talk about navy a lot uh, but we can also talk about clemson and just bask in the essence that that is and then notre dame is now officially ranked in the playoffs so let's officially start and uh jump over to regisan at regisan 42 on the twitter you've been invited to speak you were the first on go ahead and unmute yourself ahoy welcome aboard the fighting irish faithful show go ahead and hit the pink button in the lower left hand corner how you doing tonight hey ahoy ahoy though as an army guy i gotta say mm, not sure i approve of that Oh, okay. All right. No, no, no. This is this is not this is appropriate. Not, I mean, we're not I wouldn't say we're pro Navy. I mean, we're not anti Navy. Like it let's put it this way, if you're an maybe you're an army guy, so maybe you can say this, but like for anyone who's not in the service, right? If you say you're anti Navy, that's that's like what are you pro Russia? Like <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, sir. Good. How are you? You know, I'm I'm feeling much better, uh, well enough to a podcast and b drink uh, the rest of the scotch here in this this particular bottle here. So, well, I'm glad to see that. Um, good to see that you're doing well. Yeah, you know, it wasn't anything like crazy. It was really weird. It was like uh, like Monday night. I was just like, you know, we had people over and you know we had a good time. And then I was just I I turned to the dock at the end of the evening. I was like. I just feel like I've been beaten with a stick. And then I'm like, oh, wait, you know what that is? That's Those are called body aches. And so then it's like, okay, it's time to go to bed. And then I didn't sleep well. And I woke up in the morning. I said, nope, taking the sick day. 
and I spent most of the day in bed. Um, and then you know, I took a break to, you know, kind of do some other stuff and then of course go vote. And then, um, and then just pretty much went back to bed. I really didn't feel quote unquote normal until 5 PM. So it was really weird. Um, spent a lot of the day in bed and just kind of relaxing and just trying to get as much sleep as possible, just kind of burn through whatever the hell this was. So, uh, don't know what it was, but it, it's overdone and I'm back, back on my feet. That's good to hear. Funny, funny you mentioned bed because that's actually where I'm heading off to in a while. Yep, yep. You no, know, that's that's just kind of what we do here. So uh, we brought you on, Reg Sand. Uh, you know, you want to just talk about Clemson. You want to talk about Navy. You want to throw some Navy hate out there. You know, since you're an Army guy, you know, you, floor is yours. Well, I mean, I can't really say that I. Well, I can't say that I hate Navy. I actually have a friend who actually is in the academy right now. So me go. and him, me and him kind of are going back and forth about this game, even about the Army Navy game, not to deviate from the subject, but No, that's know, all right. Is that, you know, friendly brothers in arms, you know. Yeah. We, I don't like you, you don't like me. I mean, neither but, of you are winning the Commander in Chief trophy this year because Air Force is just emasculating you know everyone right yep (laughs) (laughs) but i really don't honestly have much to say really i mean i mean to be honest i i expect notre dame to quiet i mean i expect notre dame to just blow navy out of the water no pun intended no 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 many puns they're appreciated i mean navy is three and six right you know we're we're very far from uh, Navy of yore, right? Yeah. Though, I mean... This is I not an 11-2 game. Navy team of 2019, right? Indeed. I mean, and even then, we blew the doors off them. In 2019? I'll have to look I that believe, up. I think the score off the top of my head was 52-20. to 20, <sighs> And I think they were getting shut out at half. Let's see here, uh, 2019 Navy Army. Uh, why do I not see? Nope, nope. Navy had the win, 31-7 in. Oh, I was referring to Notre Dame. Oh no 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 no. But I mean, overall, I think the game plan is simple: run the ball. I agree. I mean. You really shouldn't be, I mean, kind of piggybacking of, off of what Five Foot Nothing said in his podcast. I mean, just run the ball, run the ball, Spoiler and run the alert. ball. I mean, sorry about that. No, it's well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't really think we need to pass all that much in this game. Well, and why should we? I mean, like, look, Notre Dame has superior talent to Navy. Right. And and I did not do my normal rote, you know, bit of stats here because like why bother? Um, other than just for, you know, take care of that obsessive compulsive disorder piece of me that likes having things, you know, be organized and cataloged, right? But indeed look, Notre Dame has superior athletes, you know, we just knocked off Clemson. There's no reason why Notre Dame should lose the Navy. Um and Notre Dame, their strength is running the football. We ran all over Clemson. We should run all over Navy. Um, so, look, 
there there's really really no contest here now and in theory we should pass all over them too but let's face it let's stick to our strengths what's the strength of this offense it's running the football now i think we might be more susceptible susceptible on the defensive side just because um you know coach freeman is is new in the head coaching role you know al golden new to notre dame right so this isn't like they've been there for a few years and played Navy for a few years, right? But at the same time, it's like, look, we know what Navy's going to do. Um, we know what their scheme is. Um, and they also don't have the Malcolm Perrys of, of, of the past to um, be a real threat. So Notre Dame should be able to handle Navy. I agree. And I mean, I don't. I don't know if you said it before or maybe I'm just brain farting, but um, Marcus Freeman was at Cincinnati and, I mean, Navy was a conference opponent. So, I mean, it's not like – and I'm pretty sure that also applied to Al Golden, I think, though I could be wrong on that. You know, and and I put that in my notes to to – uh, see if Al Golden ha- as a head coach either at Miami or Temple had ever faced Navy and most likely Temple would have been a more likely candidate but um, simultaneously you know just you know I didn't make enough time and 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 whatnot with with what's going on in my life so um, I did not have that so if anyone wants to do that quick research by all means but um, you know my, my thought is this like look you could put in a Navy like Kenya Matalolo He's been at Navy for for quite a few years, right? And this is now his 15th year. He took over in 2008, and we love Coach Ken. And if anyone wants to go back to some of my old shows, I had done an analysis proving that Coach Ken, and, and this is a few years old, and, and it's kind of dropped off since like the 2016, 2017 timeframe when I originally did this analysis. But Coach Ken arguably had done more as far as like win percentage and final rankings and Sagarin and things of that nature as far as performing more with less talent, if that makes sense. Um, and then I think second on the list was actually Paul Christ at Wisconsin. Um, Ryan Harson at Boise State was high up there, etc. But no one compared to Coach Ken as far as doing – executing more with the talent available to him now i don't know if that's a a function of his offensive system i.e triple option or uh just his effectivity as a coach but registan what do you think um you know to be honest i think i completely agree with you but i mean I, I really don't have much to say. I mean, I think I completely agree with you. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't make a spicy podcast, but hey, it's it's uh it's worth uh it's worth looking. What are you looking for most uh, you know, in this is game, you know, just seeing Kyle Hamilton on the sideline because I mean, let's face it, we're playing where the Ravens play at M&T Bank Stadium. Um, so most likely, you know, he'll be there and unless, you know, the Ravens have an away game, but I mean, it's a, it's a 12 noon game, right? So we should be able to see the Irish and, and maybe, uh, Kyle Hamilton siding. 
I think the biggest thing I'm looking for in this game is pretty much for Diggs and Estimate to have another field day, to be honest with you. Now we're talking. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a hundred rushing yards for both. I mean, that's what I want to see most of all, mostly. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I mean, that I mean that's pretty much it for me. Just uh, digs and estimate having a field day. That's what I'm looking for. Now, to. would you be concerned if I told you what Navy's yards per game on defense average is? Um, what is it? Well, what do you think it is? Just just wild ass guess. Hmm. I'm gonna say. Wait. Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. I'm, what I'm, is Navy average for their opponents on defense? So, h- how many you rushing yards do they allow on defense? I'm gonna take a wild guess and say three point three. No, no, no. Yards. Total yards per game. Oh. Not average. My bad. Um. I'm gonna guess seventy yards. It's it's not that great. Uh, that would be number one in the country. Um, actually, that would be better than Michigan, which is surprisingly number one in the country. Uh, well, maybe not because Michigan's schedule is trash. But um, Navy is actually ranked seventh in the country in yards allowed per game. They average their opponents to eighty-eight yards total per game. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. Navy right now is 3-6. and six. They are ranked 94th in Sagarin, and they have a strength of schedule of 66. So, um, look, Notre Dame is 20th in the playoffs, I think, and then 11th in Sagarin, and have a schedule strength of schedule of 30th. So, so Notre Dame clearly is, A, a better team, and has played tougher opponents so um and we just beat clemson right and and ran all over the fuck of over that team right so (laughs) hooray for us um so so i don't i don't know like and and again i i didn't do all the the crazy comparison of all the stats like like i normally do just a i ran out of time and um was sick and and doing other stuff this week but um look Navy Navy is an opponent that what we see is what we should expect. There's nothing special or ordinary that they're doing this year um, other than maybe having a losing record because Coach Ken is actually a, a decent coach. Um, you know, that that's just, you know, one way to go about it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Notre Dame should have this game in hand. I agree, and I I think they will from start to finish. Excellent, excellent. Well, Registan, if you don't have anything else, we'll jump over to the Wookiee, but uh, we'll give you uh, nope. your last thoughts here. No, I pretty much said all I needed to say. I mean, uh, I'm going to probably head to bed after this. So, I mean, go Irish, go Army, sink Navy. <laughs> go irish and sink navy there you go i can't can't argue with that well thank you reg sand for joining the fighting irish faithful show uh you've been uh what 
walking the plank sounds like you've been, you know, like we're, we're executing you. So I don't know what the uh, naval equivalent is of dismissing you from the bridge here. Uh, but Regisand, you've been dismissed. Uh, at Regisand42 on the Twitter. Thank you so much for joining the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Uh, we'll in- jump over to Wookie4ND, who's changed his... Uh, uh twitter uh name here since uh nascar is i guess over um at wookie4nd you've been invited to speak uh welcome to the fighting irish faithful show whenever you wish to join um hope you're surviving uh, hurricane nicole down there or is it a tropical storm i don't even know what's going on down there um but anyway uh notre dame versus navy you know this is kind of what we expect to see every year obviously notre dame navy it's one of our three rivals navy usc and stanford um hey uh, it's one of those those things where you expect to see we're playing at mnt stadium uh, and this is actually the 95th meeting overall between these two teams now what's interesting is uh navy i mean granted their their schedule is their schedule is what it is and their record is a byproduct i think of their talent navy obviously has a service academy and you need to be recommended by your senator or congressman whatever to to be admitted um into said academy um so that that kind of limits you know and and pretty much you know you're there to become an officer in the armed forces in the united states so uh, that kind of like narrows down the field of athletes you know people who are four or five star you know it's very rare where you have a four-star athlete that says no i want to join the navy and be an officer and you know being a submarine or be a pilot you know be what on a destroyer you know take your take your pick there so um so the likes of malcolm perry from 2019 or Keenan Reynolds from 2015, arguably the two best seasons under Coach Ken, uh, you know, we are far from that. Um, Malcolm Perry, let's put it in perspective here. Malcolm Perry in 2019, in that season, ran for 2,017 yards and 21 rushing touchdowns. Now, he also threw for 1,084 passing yards and seven passing touchdowns, which is fantastic. Now, Keenan Reynolds in 2015, he had 1,373 yards and 24 rushing touchdowns, more than Malcolm Perry, and threw for 1,203 yards and eight touchdowns. So, um navy navy is far from that and i think i think those two seasons really you know set navy apart and quite frankly are the exception to the rule um but i will say this coach ken you know is a good coach and has had the best of notre dame for quite a few years so when he took over in 2008, obviously his first year he lost to Notre Dame, but in 2009, he beat Coach Weiss. And then he beat Kelly two more times in uh, 
2010, and 2016. So, but since then, uh, since 2016, Notre Dame's been uh, been undefeated since Navy. So, well, Wookie, we've invited you to speak. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe maybe you're just listening, or, or what's the story here? But um, if you're just listening, that's cool. No big deal. Uh, we'll let Kevin Davis jump on at Davis0560. You've been invited to speak if you so wish. Hello. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Ahoy! Appreciate it. Welcome aboard. Likewise. Glad you're feeling better. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, all uh, all, uh, naval and boat references are highly welcome tonight. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sure. So I'm I'm a... After Notre Dame, I'm a big Black Knight fan, so I'm not a huge Navy fan. Oh, really? Because Notre Dame Dame plays them in, my second team is the Black Knights, so um, I'm really against Navy. Um, But you mentioned how Ken is a great coach, and I think he's a great coach also. Um, I think one thing that causes him to be a great coach, though, is because of service academies and our military being so disciplined, right? So they don't have the top talent. Don't They don't have certain things, but there's a certain discipline you have to have to play this game. And I think they demand it throughout the whole life of the cadet, unlike other football teams where you, you try to get that out of them. So I think that might help, that might help them a little bit in that area. I, I agree. Now, what do you think makes Coach Ken – so special because he's had some really good seasons but he's kind of like had some poor seasons quite frankly and um you know he's been able to kind of roll with the tide if i may say so so i think he's a good coach because he's a i I believe like freeman he's kind of a player's coach right so i think he relates to his kids a little more and closer um the only negative i have about him is i don't see him evolving with the time Sure, I feel I see him. Stay, he's pretty consistent over the years and what he what he likes to do. But as far as who he is as a person and how he carries himself and how he lo- likes it, loves his uh, athletes, I think that makes him uh, a pretty solid coach in that area. Yeah. Well, and and the one thing I th- I think that that Navy does have going for them, you know, look triple option, you know, and and you know, let's just call a spade a spade here. Triple option, it's not you know, very characteristic of what you typically see uh, in college football or, or, you know, anything past high school, quite frankly. Um, and there's, there is a reason for that. Um, but at the same time, um, it can be real nasty for a team that doesn't know how to defend it uh, or a team that's not disciplined, right? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I play, I coach against a lot of flex bone, triple option, whatever you want to call it. Or I option or whatever, right? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of teams that run it, and that's what I was gonna say about our defense. So yes, we should we should beat Navy. But one thing we did great against Clemson is we are we limited our blitzing, and our blitzing was was um, set up a way to um, it was strategic in this game, right? You can against a triple option, you can blitz yourself out of a game. Yeah, like a, a triple option isn't set up for you to blitz all the time and, and defend that way. Sometimes you have to let your linebacker sit back and read what's going on. So Agreed. if we blitz too much, it could come. It can it can bite us in the butt. And and I mean, besides the, the past three years, yeah, we've blown Navy out. But 
the years before that, they were like some decently tight games. They weren't like blowouts, right? So yeah. I don't want to get into one of those like, okay, as in a, we come to the end of third quarter and it's like 21 24. It's like nobody wants to be in that type of situation. Yeah. You wanted to be a blowout, but if we, if we, we can blitz ourselves out of that game. I hope we don't. I hope we do exactly what we did at Clemson. I mean, it was a great defense to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I mean, it, I, I will counter with this. I personally do not think Notre Dame should blitz at all in this no, game. There is no reason to blitz at all I against agree. Navy. I 100% agree. I mean, we have superior corners. We have superior safeties. Now, I, I did hear that Brandon Joseph may be a little shaken up. Um, yeah. so, so we'll see about that. But, but regardless of him, whoever is second in the wing behind him, you know, if he needs to rest up, fine. You know, put the next guy in. He should be, you know, two stars ahead of whoever is, is the potential receiver on the other side, right? Um, now, the one thing Navy has is that, you know, won't quit, you know, mantra. And even if it's late in the fourth quarter, they're not going to roll over and die exactly you know so navy is a team that's going to keep coming and they will pursue till you know the the final you know tick on the clock in the fourth quarter which is you know kind of makes you feel good about you know being american and like hey these people are in the armed forces right which is cool but simultaneously it's like look this is navy and this is what they do and this is how they've been coached and this is just their expectation with their program and their football team. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, you also mentioned something about the offense and running the ball, and I want to push back a little bit. Not much on that. Um, I do think we should run the ball all down that throw. We can't. We can't. I think this might be the game where we might want to try to work out a few kinks in our pass game. We might want to try some things. Just, just try to get some of our other receivers comfortable. This is the game where we do it, right? It's, this is the game where you try to try to get some of those passes in and make sure our receivers do I mean, we can run the ball on Navy all day. It, it's, and I think you also mentioned, like, the, the yards per uh, game. I think that's also because Navy manages the clock by running the ball all day, right? So Absolutely. They keep the clock running. So um, I think, yeah, we should run the ball. I agree 100%. But I want to see us at least take some shots, right? Take you know, throw it to some of these uh, younger receivers and see what they do and try to get them comfortable, especially with um, with the quarterback, try to get that connection there that's missing. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that that's a good point. And, and, and I'm not saying, like, we just need to be 100% you know, just because we're playing Navy. Now that means we need to just run the ball 100% of the time. And, you know, that's that's not what I'm I'm saying. What I am saying is that, Notre Dame's strength as an offensive unit is running the football. And so therefore we should do look, do what works right now. I will say this. We have spirit athletes, anyone from mayor to Merriweather to uh, maybe not Matt Salerno, but <laughs> styles, right? Uh, <clears throat> Thomas, all these guys do have the ability to get the ball now if we can call plays and formations and whatnot that get our receivers in space and 
the ability to catch the ball in stride, then absolutely, I agree. When it makes sense, you know, pass the ball. But as a risk-averse person who's just like, look, if this is what they're giving you and this is what's against you, just flip and run the ball and call it good. I mean, that that's just my opinion. No, I agree. I mean, I mean that's our, our bread and butter. Might as well. Um, I just want to see us prepare, like, try to prepare for USC, right? Try to try to get that connection there. Because, I mean, we're going to have to throw the ball against USC. We're going to figure that out. Well, and, and and that's an interesting point you make because USC is clearly, you know, they're, they're two, day, two more games down the road, you know, after Boston College and after this Navy game. And they clearly are superior as far as talent, as far as record, as far as uh, just overall performance and weapons on their team. Um, it's a home game for them. It'll be a way for us. And, um, you know, it'll be kind of... I think USC has more to lose as far as playoff potential New Year's six, whatever, you know, aspirations versus Notre Dame, as far as just their record versus ours. But, you know, I, I, I do think you have a good point as far as Notre Dame has essentially two cupcake teams. We have Navy and we have Boston College and Boston College is not good this year at all. They're terrible, quite frankly, um, believe it or not. TeamRankings.com is giving Notre Dame a better percentage chance of beating Navy than they are of beating Boston College. Our likelihood percentage-wise, statistically, to beat Navy is 91.4%. To beat Boston College, it's 96.5%, which is crazy to think about that Boston College is that far. Now, I hate Boston College, uh, they're kind of a tier two hate team for me, um, but but simultaneously, it's like, look, Notre Dame's got their two easiest games as far as where our program is, you know, to where to where we're expected to be. These these next two games are the easiest on the schedule, and then yeah, and, and then we got a really tough game uh, down in Southern Cal. Yeah, Boston College lost to Connecticut. That's surprising. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. That, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, Kevin, I, I have to ask you this question. So, Because I saw a lot of shit on Twitter here, and, and I do want to talk about this. Um, and, and we don't have to get too deep into this. But um, I see a lot of shit on Twitter every year about, like, we shouldn't even play Navy or we should limit, you know, not playing them every year. Um, you know, you know, they, they do cut blocks and, you know, they do triple option and it's boring. And it's like, like, I don't give a shit if they saved us in world war two, you know, cut them a check and tell them to go, you know, take a hike, you know, like, like, like regardless of Notre Dame tradition, what's your opinion on, on just playing Navy? Um, my, my whole opinion is based off the tradition, right? I mean, I can't. If I base it off not off tradition, I will be like everybody else and say, and there's no point to play on. I mean, I, I don't see the benefit when we even if we go into like the um, if we make the playoffs or a bowl game, we'll never see this offense again, right? It's an offense that you will never see again. Yeah. Uh, 
and some most a lot of the games over the years haven't been that competitive. And so if I was thinking not about tradition, then yeah, I would agree to everybody on Twitter. But I I love the tradition, right? I love what it stands for. I love love playing that game because of what they did for the university. Like same thing with like Southern Cal. Like if we ever took Southern Cal off the off the no, schedule, thank it's like, you. It's like um, I hate it when we took Michigan off, but when we take Southern Cal off. It's like dude. There's a reason why we play Southern Cal because the Big Ten will let us in and we had to go across the country to play teams. Yes. So there, there's history, there's tradition there. I don't think we should get rid of those games that may have that type of value. Um, but should, do I think we should be playing Navy this late in the season? No. This should be an early in the season game, first two game type schedule, um, and go that way. But I can only base it off tradition, right? Because they're not good and, you know. The offense is what it is. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point you make. And, you know, m- my thought of playing Navy every year, and for the record, I have no problem with it, you know, when in doubt tradition at Notre Dame. I will say this, though. Um, part of me is kind of like, well, okay, yes, we have this, you know, mutual respect relationship with Navy, and I'm totally fine with that. But my also thought is... Look, like I'd rather play Navy than playing some of these other garbage teams, if I may say so, or or like lower level teams, right? Can I say that? I mean, like for crying out loud, you know, LSU is playing UAB, right? Would I, would you rather play UAB or Alabama? Not this week, but next week they're playing Austin. I don't even think it's Austin Perry, just Austin Pay. I don't know. Um, right before they play the Iron Bowl, okay? Um, you know, Georgia played, they didn't play Norfolk, Norfolk State, but they played some team I've hardly ever heard of. Um, yeah. w- would you rather have Notre Dame play some cupcake team like that or play a team in Navy that it's like, look, we know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to run triple option. This is their talent. It's like 90s at best and this is it this is what they're gonna do go coach for it like if if someone said this is exactly what you're i mean you're a coach kevin if someone said this is what your opponent's gonna do go go prepare your team for that you'd be like licking your chops yep and so so anyone who's like Oh, we don't like playing them because like we don't benefit anything. Bullshit! It's it's a fucking win. It's a win yeah. on your schedule. Like, does Notre Dame in the years we play Purdue? Do we really benefit from playing Purdue? Like, usually Purdue is not good, right? <laughs> like, like think about that for a second. You know, like like all these SEC schools, they still play the Missouris and the Vanderbilts and, and whoever else, you know, Kentucky has been kind of surprisingly good ish, you know, the last few years, which is weird, but the sec teams still have the patsies on their schedule in their own conference. In addition to their FCS or whoever they else they played. So playing a service Academy, why, why would you not play a service Academy? Right. You know exactly what you're going to get. It's lesser talent. And, you know, then you can kind of, you know, bolster the armed forces. You know, this mutual respect thing. It's like, you know, big deal, right? Yeah, and here's another benefit that people don't think about either. It prepares us for the grind. 
right, that compares our interior people for a grind because it's gonna, they're going to be getting beat up all day with this triple option. So when they go against tougher opponents and tougher uh, people in the trenches and, and they got better D-line and old, it helps you prepare for that grind. Not for the DBs and all the receivers and all that, not so much. But for that interior, that grind, it, it, it can change you, right? It can change like how you think about the game and how you play the game. So that's one positive of playing this game is the, that interior grind. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like if you're playing pickup basketball or something, it's like if you've got, you know, some some like post player who's really aggressive, it's like, oh, I don't want to guard that guy. I'd rather guard guard the guy that just jacks threes all day. You know, it's just like, look, just like the guy who's like working down low or trying to, you know, back in on you and then do like, you know, a jab step, you know, jump shot kind of guy. You know, that's a harder dude to ju- to guard versus you know the guy who just like catches and shoots you know from way downtown right yep so like i just think like people who who don't want to play navy you know they're just making excuses like that that's my opinion i personally hope we play them every year that's just i just feel like the game should be like it I think it should be early in the year, but I think we should play them every year. This is my my feel about sure. it. Sure. No, that seems that seems fair. Now, now here's here's another th- wrinkle here because this has been my opinion for for a few years here, um, and it's not so much just because I don't like Navy. That's not what this is about. But it's more so just like the the ability for Notre Dame to attract, quite frankly, any opponent they want if said opponent is bold enough to play Notre Dame, you know, I'm looking at you, Michigan, anytime away from your precious big 10 schedule against, against Rutgers, you know, take that skunk bears. Um, but look, why, why would Notre Dame want to limit themselves to just playing one service Academy when they could potentially play any of them? I mean, we've just had two people on this show tonight who are lean more army and you know the land than they do uh the ocean here okay so let's step ashore and potentially play army or can we go to the sky and can we play the air force fighting irish faithful i will go on record and say this why would you not just play one service academy every year and just put them on a rotation and then you also rotate where you play like a home home versus away or home versus neutral, whatever it is, you know, I mean, you can still play Navy in Ireland, you can play Air Force in, you know, you can play Air Force in Colorado Springs, or, you know, fucking Germany, right? Like, there's Air Force bases all over the world, you know, play Army in West Point, or, you know, in the middle of, you know, Gettysburg, I don't care, okay, probably not Gettysburg, but you guys get the point, right? Put all the academies on a rotation, and then we can play all of them. And then you, it's kind of an armed forces, you know, supporting thing. And you can do it on Veterans Day weekend, you know, if you want, you know, or do it, you know, closer to nine eleven, you know. Although that's a little sensitive, but but you guys get my point, right? Do it earlier in the season if 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 people are worried about the injury thing, which is a fucking bullshit excuse, which we'll talk about later on the show. Um, but my my point is just play play all the service academies don't just play navy i i don't think it's good when notre dame plays two or all three in one year 
Um, cause I, I just think that's, that's just not good for scheduling, but, but just play one. I'd rather play a service Academy than quite frankly, playing Tennessee state next year. I'll be the first to admit that just play a ser- one service Academy and don't play Tennessee state. Like I, I get why Notre Dame is playing Tennessee state. So I don't want anyone to confuse any, any of that. And that's fine. Right. I have no problem with that, but it's like, look, if you're going to have an, a lower program, you know, a lesser, you know, fcs team or or, you know purdue (laughs) we love taking shots at purdue on this show just play a service academy right you know they have less talent you you know that they are um not gonna be able to recruit the way that the alabamas and the secs and the pac-12s and the 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 hot shots of the big big 10 they're not gonna be able to do that so play one of the play one of the service academies every year put them on a rotation and then, you know, th- that's just my opinion, all right? Uh, no, I totally agree with the rotation. I think that'd be, that's a great idea. I, I think, think it's great. And, and then, and then it kind of mixes it up, you know, and then it's like like people don't have to just feel like, oh, we got to play Navy again and, you know, just be susceptible to cut blocks, you know. And let's face it, you know, the Air Force and, and the Army are really the only two other academies that are kind of stepping outside of the triple option bubble, quite frankly. Um, Navy and Kenny Amatololo and Ivan Jasper there, uh offensive coordinator kind of just still doing that same thing and and you know it's it is what it is you know i I, and i will say this with the right personnel that navy has had in the past you know we mentioned malcolm perry and and some of these other people before in the show you know it's nasty it it's really hard to defend it's really effective you know and you can catch people slipping if people are overly aggressive or under disciplined um but look if you and I didn't do this analysis, but I was kind of curious as like, look, Navy joined the AAC, you know, back in the day. And it's like, did they screw themselves by doing that? Because now they're playing, you know, the same teams every year. And now they've all seen it. And so now they have the ability to defend it better. I don't know. Yeah. So like, 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 let, let's, let's go another way. Like, Okay, Drew Pine isn't the most mobile guy, but could you imagine if Buckner was healthy? We could run the option with Buckner, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like, like how nasty would Notre Dame's rushing game be right now today if you had Tyree and Buckner running the fucking option with Estime, you know, as that first option, you know, right, right, you know, between the guard and the tackle? Oh, dude. <laughs> talk to me right wonderful it would be wonderful so well kevin we're gonna jump to some other people any other thoughts here on notre dame navy or you're just like hey go go army go black knights i love black knights i just want to see how you felt about uh dan arlowski's praise of uh tommy reese um i'm uh you're gonna have to educate me here i've I've been off uh off twitter and and social media for a couple days here uh you're gonna have to educate me so Dan Arlowski was posting videos analyzing uh, Tommy Reese's play calling. He's talking about how wonderful Tommy Reese is at his play calling and his different formations and things like that. He thinks uh, Tommy Reese is a great play caller. Is this specifically to the Clemson game or just like I, overall? I think, or 
Well, he I think the videos he was clipping he was showing on Twitter were of, of Clemson. So I guess he was, it was focused on the Clemson I game. I think I might have been tagged on this by someone else. Um, you know, I will say this. You know, my thought is I am happy that Reese has woken up and smelled the coffee of this is what you have in the cupboard, and it's called Run the Football. Okay? Which... If anyone's listened to this show since the fucking spring, I've been touting and banging that drum since day one, you know, prior to Price being injured, okay? And it's like, with Price, we had four capable running backs. Now, he got injured. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, hopefully, we see him next year. Um, but we now have three capable running backs, which is which is fine. You know, it's kind of a product of necessity. Um you know, because you can't have all four. Well, I guess you could have all four in the background. But but let's not do that, right? My point is this. Whether either Reese stumbled across this because he has no other option, or he's like, oh, clearly this is what we should do. I'm not going to really overanalyze that. I'm just happy if he's recognizing right now and then this is what we're supposed to do because this is our best option of winning. And I also will say this. If the offensive line had not been able to progress, develop, and grow to where it is now, there's no way in hell we'd be running the ball as well we are now. So credit to Heastan for for getting those guys in a good rotation, in a good you know synergy, you know for all the business people out there who are just you know right now nodding, you know as they they hear that you know you've had a good synergistic unit come together on the offensive line where they they understand what they their assignments are and they're able to block effectively and we're able to run between the tackles um so so whether or not that's good play calling by reese i don't know or is it just like look this is our only option and it happens to have to just really be effective <sighs> you know I, I will not take anything away from Reese for calling the obvious good plays that they are. But at the same time, it's like, I also am going to have to give him credit for not trying to like force passing on the thing. Like, I think it like, he, I think coach Reese knows he needs to pass to be successful in the long term for Notre Dame going forward. But I also think the fact that he's not trying to do that now and only pass really when it makes sense, especially in the Clemson game, which was, you know, you're at home, you've got Mayer and, you know, you know, we're killing him at, at one point, you know, we're up by four touchdowns. Like, yeah, you know, that's the kind of times where you're like, oh, fuck it. We'll just pass it. Like, no, he didn't do that at all. It was third and 14 or third and 12, whatever it was. And we still ran the ball and got a first down. Like, that that shows maturity and discipline on Reese. And I don't know if it's quote-unquote good play calling, um, but it, it it's something that makes sense with what you have, what, what you're effectively doing and analyzing in-game. And maybe if, if that's effective and good play calling, then fine. Um. So, so that that's just kind of my take on that whole whole piece. Yeah, it was just interesting. He was posting the clips, analyzing them, talking about how great he was. Some of how people felt about those postings. 
Well, I mean, and and my favorite play, he hasn't even run yet. So hopefully, he's saying that for for USC or uh, or for a bowl game, it's like a, it's like a counter toss play. Um, but you know, that's that's something for another another show. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you jumping on. Wookie is patiently waiting in the wing here as his house is being uh, bombarded with rain, probably. Kevin, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. I'll go Irish. All right, go Irish. That is at Davis0560 on the Twitter. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us tonight on the Fighting Irish Faithful Show. Uh, Let's jump over to Wookie at... Wookie4ND on the on the Twitter. Go ahead and unmute yourself, sir. Welcome to the show. Ahoy! How Ahoy! Yeah, there you go. First one <laughs> to jump in on that. That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hurricane Nicole has uh, gone north, and it is all calm now, thank God. Go away, you bitch. very hairy. <laughs> Yes, it was very scary about 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Oh, oh man. man. Sideways trees is not good. S- no, <laughs> trees are supposed to go up and down, right? <laughs> right, right. But all is well. And I'm glad you're feeling better. I appreciate that. No, it, like I said, you know, it's kind of this weird, I don't know how many hours that was, but um, yeah, we had some, had some weird uh, fatigue and... Just, I don't know, just just wasn't feeling good. Just like, you know, I'm just going to take the day off work and I need to to rest and uh, happy to happy to be back on my feet yes. while I'm sitting now podcasting. But a um, little late on a Thursday versus uh, our usual Tuesday night show. So, oh, no worries at all. Glad you're better. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. So, what's uh, what's your thought here on uh, on Notre Dame versus Navy? Are you like like fuck Navy? We need to you know show more love to the Army and the Air Force, or are you just like cut them a check? You know, just play you know better teams. I don't know. What what's your thought? I like the rotation idea a lot, and I say we play the Navy on a battleship. <laughs> Lay, lay down astroturf baby let's go do we even have <laughs> battleships anymore it might have to be like like Aircraft the uh, carrier. what what's Aircraft the uh, what's it? like you go to like san diego or uh or yeah. new york you know in the uh off the hudson or I, what is it the intrepid that's in new york it's got Something all, it's like got that, all the yeah. old like like fun parked retired sexy planes that are just out there <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like yeah, you have to move yeah. the planes, but like, you know, we could play in New York on the Intrepid mm-hmm. on an aircraft carrier. Yes. Why not? I, I think exactly. Notre Dame's crazy enough to do crazy shit like that, right? It would be an interesting um, kicking game. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to put up some nets or something, um, or you know, just whatever. Just kick the ball into the Hudson. That's it's not going to make a big deal, right? If the ball goes in the water, we get three points. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so clearly, I think I think you're confident in a Notre Dame victory over Navy. Oh yes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go on with what uh, Kevin mentioned, and we've already proven that we can run the ball against an elite team and um, knock them out of the playoffs. So I say I still want to see Pine's accuracy. I want to see that arm. Let him throw. Let him throw. If it don't work out, run the damn ball. Yeah. 
No, and I think that's a, that's a legit point. You know, like there's no better team to try to pass the ball than exactly. Navy. Now, I will say this: if it becomes detrimental, or you know, we start trying to force stupid crap, then mm-hmm. no, we shouldn't be passing the ball. But simultaneously, it's like, look, we have to win. Now, I will say this. When you play Navy, obviously, we've been running the ball. And so we've been, you know, struggling or I don't want to say struggling, but but owning time of possession. Now, I stopped keeping track of time of possession just because it's not a statistical significant factor when I look at national champions. So it's like, well, if national champions don't really it doesn't really influence their performance, then why should I pay attention to it for Notre Dame? However, in this game specifically, knowing what Navy does, I mean, this game could be over in two fucking hours if Notre Dame and Navy both just run the ball the whole time because the clock will just be rolling and rolling and rolling. And, you know, like, like, and we saw that uh, last week because Notre Dame just ran the ball the whole time, owned the time of possession. And the NBC broadcast, which was slated for three, three and a half hours, they're just like, well, uh, we can't get to the evening news yet because, um, well, so we'll just show Marcus Freeman and we'll interview random players on the field and we'll have the sky cam go over the, the stadium, which was awesome. Loving this. It was juicy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so it's like. So, so if, if Notre Dame and Navy both run the ball as much mm. together, then this game's going to be over real, real quick, and and you know we might be disappointed because it's like I barely got a buzz under in this game, and, and it's just <laughs> like, well, shit, you know, the game's over. But, but I agree with you. You know, there's no better opponent this than this week as far as trying to, you know, let's try to pass. Let's try to like get let pine loose, you know, get some passes to God forbid Salerno or, or Lindsay <laughs> or whomever, but, but let's just get some passes out there. You know, spread ma- it love. yeah, just spread it around. kind of have let, let Reese kind of do what he's supposed to do. Be- why? Because look, Navy, their talent is, is inferior and, and we've got height and weight advantages to them. Yeah. Yeah, they'll double team there. <laughs> well, and they could double team them all they want, but it's just like, look, I mean, look what happened in in 2012 when we played them, you know, in uh, in Ireland. You know, we beat them, you know, oh, 50, yeah. 50 to 10 or whatever the hell that was, right? Yeah, it was 50 to 10. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, hooray for our side. Oh yeah, that was an awesome game. I remember that one. Ooh. Yeah, that was that, that was, was early. <laughs> that was early. Well, and I think that's kind of the good thing because, you know, we played them so early now. And and that's where we're going to play next year is uh, first game of the season is in Ireland. So so that's good, which we were supposed to play in 2020 in Ireland. uh, But COVID kind of said, you know, fuck you to that. So fuck you, COVID. Now, I will say (laughs) this. um, So so this is kind of like like pop quiz trivia, like the Navy rivalry has been a little more interesting uh, since the Weiss years. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> now, prior to Charlie Weiss... Oh, God. And, and without cheating and looking it up on the internet, right? Cause, but I had to go back and look this up. 
When was the last time prior to Weiss that Navy beat Notre Dame? I'll give you a hint. It's before Lou Holtz. Before Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz was undefeated versus Navy, but before that. Oh, God. I honestly. Second hint is a long before that. I cannot honestly remember because I was so young. Oh, you probably weren't even born yet, if I may say so. I'll I'll go on a little with that one. The last time prior to Weiss in 2007, losing in three overtimes, 46 to 44. Now, Grant, that was Notre Dame's shit three and nine season. Notre Dame lost to Navy in 1963. Whoa. Yeah. Figure that shit out. Seriously? Dang. I didn't know it was that. And it was at home, actually. Um, to a number four oh. Navy team. So, well, there you go. They were number four. Yeah, <laughs> but between 1963 and 2007, Notre Dame won every single match versus the midshipmen. <sighs> so, so it's interesting. Like, if if you if you step yeah. back away from that, like, okay, Lou Holtz, right? Okay, everyone like nods and says, "Oh, of course, <laughs> absolutely, mm-hmm. of course, we're gonna win." You know, Dan Devine, you know, Eric Parsegian, Dan fine. Devine, yeah, yeah, right. And a lot of people give Devine shit, and I'm like, okay, you right. know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't Parsegian or Holtz, but it's like <laughs> Devine had a really fucking good records. So anyone who, you know. If anyone wants to, you know, hey, at me on Twitter, okay, at faithful underscore Irish, okay, <laughs> if you want to talk shit about Dan Devine, I'll just be like, mm, try again, right? Why don't you do some math before you come? Because he had a way better winning percentage than fucking Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Sorry, I'll just say that. <laughs> just- yeah, he just had a different style, though. It was well, and he wasn't, he, I wouldn't say he's a player's coach, you know, and he wasn't a fan's really. coach. He certainly wasn't Marcus Freeman. I'll just put it that way, right? He was, like, for himself. Well, I don't even so much I that. I, I, I think, actually, he had a lot more in common with Kelly, with the uh, exception yeah. that he was just a better coach. <laughs> <laughs> he won big games. He did win big games. He won a fucking title, right? You know, and right? now it helps when you have Joe Montana. But l- let's put it another <laughs> way. He was actually really reluctant to play Joe Montana. And if, if anyone, well, of course, everyone who's a Notre Dame fan now has peacock because you've been kind of forced to watch it right watch Notre Dame games on peacock on peacock just go ahead and search joe montana there's actually a joe montana documentary ish on peacock and and it i'm only like one episode in a friend of mine told me about it i was like oh really and so like and and that shows how often i'm on peacock right you know um (laughs) but on peacock and this is not a I wish we were sponsored by NBC uh, on this show. You know, we're, we're, we are fan supported as far as uh, the the Etsy store, which, damn it, I saw Justin Cates on earlier and he didn't jump on. But um, uh, yeah, jump to the Etsy store, you know, for your uh, Fighting Irish Faithful right? gear. To go to Etsy's, type in I Fighting Irish Faithful. I gotta do that, yes. Yes, you do. Because um, I know I everyone who buys and orders things and... Well, I won't. I won't call anyone out, but I'll just I'll just put it that way. But anyway, um, I digress. Here's the thing. 
Weiss obviously was terrible in 2007. He probably should have been fired Ugh. that season. He loses in three overtimes in Navy. It takes Navy that long to finally beat Notre Dame after however many years. Okay. Then Kelly. Uh, well, here's the thing. Navy wins back-to-back games in 2009 and 2010. Figure that shit out. Okay. Oh, my God. Which means that both Weiss and Kelly... Both lost to Navy twice. Kelly lost in 2010 is his first year as head coach and yeah. in 2016 in the four and eight season. Oh yeah, that four and eight season, good God. But that 2007 game, I remember that one because me and four buddies went to a bar to watch that game and we almost all got kicked out of the ball <laughs> by the end of the game. Did we you throw so stuff mad. or you were just uh, We were just being loud, rowdy and stuff and people were just like, yo, calm down. They're like, screw you. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Don't you realize what's happening? Like, like the world yeah. is Like the world is falling apart. It was crumbling all around us and we were the only people that cared that much. <laughs> You're you're a good fan, so but but anyway, so I think honestly, like people who are like, oh, maybe we shouldn't play Navy. Like maybe they're like, maybe they just have like 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 instantaneous like reaction of like repulsiveness, like ugh, you know, <laughs> thinking of the Weiss years and the Kelly years because we've lost to them twice with the last two coaches. Um, now, granted, I'm not counting any eggs or chickens or whatever here uh, with coach freeman but coach freeman as uh, i think kevin or Regisant said before you know when coach freeman was at um uh cincinnati he did have the opportunity to play navy uh on more than one occasion so so that is a good thing he's got that under his belt yes definitely he's seen them before yeah and I don't think uh, Al Golden has. You know, th- and that's an interesting piece. I you know, I, I, I wanted to look that up, and, and I, I, again, just didn't make the time and, and illness and, and other things going on uh, today right, and, right. and this week just kind of prevented me from doing that. But um, I, I may just tweet that out this week. I'll, I'll make a note here to, to tweet out um, Al Golden's um, um, record as far as defense yeah. or as a head coach um you know versus navy but but i will say this um what what are your thoughts of navy as far as like like one other thing other than just like oh they're weak or just like oh it's boring football to watch i mean it's not sexy right like like and even people are like 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 shitting on notre dame I don't want to say shitting on Notre Dame, maybe shitting on Notre Dame as far as like, oh, they're just they're just uncreative or their offense is crap. And their their argument is like, well, we just don't throw passes. And I'm like, look, on what planet did you think Notre Dame was going to throw lots of passes this season? Right. Like, like what made you think that like Avery Davis, our most experienced wide receiver fell out in the beginning of the of the season mm-hmm. okay so and, and that didn't take a navy injury to 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 have him uh have him have him you know miss games right so so i'm and i'm kind of teeing this up here so 
a lot of the other argument people make for why they don't like Navy is because of this alleged propensity for higher injury. Like, I've yet to see anyone break down Navy versus any other fucking opponent of Notre Dame that says, oh, yes, statistically, there's a significant likelihood of more injury versus Navy than any other fucking team. Like, really? Like, go watch the film. See the post-game report. Like, no one has done that. And I'm not going to do that because, like, I, I, I think it's bullshit. I don't believe it. Now, if I'm the first to admit when I'm wrong, so if someone wants to do that effort, anyone's listening on the podcast version, um, you know, I don't think, you know, you know, Wookie, you or Kevin, who's still on, you know, listening tonight are going to do that, you know, just because, you know, whatever. But, you know, any, any of these other people who I, I'm seeing this shit on Twitter, people are like, oh, you know, they play dirty at their cut blocks and just like it leads to injury and then you know we have to we have to undo everything this week to prepare for this unique style of offense what do you mean unique this is like like this is the fucking offense that newt rockney fucking ran actually that's not what newt rockney ran newt rockney ran uh you know he was actually quite monumental and ran the the uh uh you know a a passing offense but but uh, seriously like this is like 1940s football here this is nothing new this is actually very old school and so people who are like oh we don't like it like maybe you also don't like the movie casablanca i don't know i don't know no those people need to just just stop because it's a regular season game no matter what you're playing your starters, especially since, uh, hello, playoffs aren't really on the line right now. No, so they, they, they won't be. Not this year. It. There's let no way. Let them go. Let them go. Well, and even if, it was a, even if Notre Dame was, was you know, had, had the one loss versus Ohio State and say we had taken yeah. care of business versus, you know, Stanford or Marshall, I would have had the same damn opinion. I would have said, yep. look, you have to prepare for every team, every game, and they all do something fucking different. Like, just because they throw triple option at you doesn't mean that it's like, oh, like, oh, like, we don't know what to do. Like, I guarantee you half of our players at some point played, a, especially on defense, played against some triple option team in high school, right? Like, I'm not going to yeah. break that down. That's a that's a real deep dive into <laughs> statistics. But like, like seriously, like, uh, like pick any of our defenders, right? <laughs> like, like right. pick a guy, you know, Justin Amiola, you know, whoever he played when he was in high school. I guarantee you, there's one two option teams he played. If not, at least someone proved me wrong. Okay, and I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong. But like, look. These guys, especially when they come to Notre Dame, they know they're gonna fucking play Navy. Like so, so it's definitely not a recruiting thing. Like, oh, we don't want to go to Notre Dame because they gotta play this old team called Navy. Like, no, that that's stupid. Yeah, didn't this game used to be close to uh, Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving? No, I, in my my experience, the answer is no to that. It's usually either at the end of the year, kind of earlier in the year, and it kind of bounces okay. around. But um, I'd say historically, it's kind of the latter half of the season. Usually, you know, I'm I'm looking at the 
the Wikipedia page, you know, so, so take that for what it's worth. But I see a lot of Octobers nice. and Novembers in here. Uh, it's ah, very okay. rare where I see a September. So I'll just put it that way. Right. But a lot of Octobers and Novembers. So um, I don't see anything past midway November, really. Um, there's very, no, I don't, I don't see anything past mid November. So um, that, that's kind of my thought. So, but no, like right. the propensity for injury, like, look, Yes, Navy cut blocks. Fucking deal with it. Like, what? You're not going to play mm-hmm. it? You're not going to play them? Like, look, it's allowed in the rules. For anyone who, who doesn't like that, that's such a bitch-ass attitude. And this is for anyone who's listening to this on a podcast version. I'm probably going to lose Twitter followers for this. But, like, look, grow up, okay? You don't like Notre Dame playing Navy just because they do cut blocks? It's allowed in the fucking <clears throat> rules. It's allowed in the rules, it's allowed in the rules. It. It's not illegal. It's not It's not clipping, okay? It's not one of these other dirty plays, okay? It's It's unusual. People don't usually do it, right? Probably from an effectiveness standpoint. But look, Navy has to do it because it's an effective way because there's a physical size differential for them versus yeah. who they're playing, all right? Notre Dame's defensive linemen versus Navy's offensive linemen there's like 60 pounds of difference probably okay (laughs) and there's probably reasons for that because these guys are doing push-ups in the fucking annapolis quad you know at 4 a.m or whatever it is you know before they have to go jump out of a helicopter later you know what i mean (laughs) like (laughs) like like usa usa you know what i'm saying so like like that's my point like these guys are are like football, they're gonna have a career long after playing Notre Dame, you know, mm-hmm. on football. They're gonna go off and do great things in the military. So respect. But my point is, like, just because they're doing cut blocks and there's a high propensity for injury, like, grow up. Number one, show me the the, the statistics that show that mm-hmm. yes, Notre Dame players statistically get more injured playing Navy. Bullshit. Number right. two, it's allowed in the rules. And number three, don't be a bitch. All right. <laughs> just don't be a bitch. All right. Just just grow up. All right. There what like look, if you don't want to get injured, then don't play football. Don't play games. Duh. Talk to Jadarian Price, okay? Who was oh, the man. fucking all-star, him and Angeli, in the spring game. Price yeah. got injured, okay? Not even yeah. playing playing against Navy. Or let's let's go another direction. Avery Davis. Avery oh, Davis got injured God. before the season even began. Yeah. Okay, so why even play games? If you're worried about injury, then you shouldn't be playing football. Why injury fucking happens. Look at Buckner. Buckner's out. Okay? And yep. no other podcast, I guarantee you, gave more praise and, you know, was playing th- fucking theme songs to buckner and waving him with palm branches <laughs> like this show was okay right so if anyone's right. more disappointed it's this guy right here and maybe in okay. my heart i kind of want you know some some triple option with buckner which would be fantastic quite frankly um like could you imagine notre dame running triple option versus ohio Man. state with estime and Diggs? Uh... oh dude switch off we would have fucking won we would have fucking won that game if we would actually run triple option put it in as a package 
you know like they're yeah. just like whoa, whoa 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 what is this you know like look if you don't prepare for it you don't know i think it's yeah. it's worth a wrinkle hey if you've got how many running backs we have and like like pine's not very mobile so maybe it's not no. the best with him but does pine have to actually be the quarterback to run triple option you could not put really. you could put you know let's do this put digs under center yeah. Okay. Just as a package, they'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What the fuck is this?" You would fuck some team up real bad if you mm-hmm. had digs just as a package for a couple plays, running triple option, and then throw Pine back in there and do your normal thing. Hey, look, football is all about creativity and and ball movement on the floor or, or on, right. on on the turf. Okay. And if you're doing crazy cool shit like this. That gets that gives you an advantage. Why not do it? It messes with their mind. I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing Mayor under center. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I wouldn't mind Mayor as my my you know son's godfather either. You know, so well, you know, that's true. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> although, although I think after the last game, I think Brian Mason, everyone, everyone, who was it? J.L. Gallagher, Jimmy Gallagher wanted. Uh, he's, I think, the Twitter shout out here. Um, uh, we, we he had he wanted Brian Mason to like like manage everything in his life from his budget to babysitting his children to cooking him meals you know like you name it jimmy gallagher was like like just writing valentines to brian mason oh my god brian mason wow i was shocked about the block punts i didn't realize it until they were saying it's saturday night i'm like we had that many oh wow it's pretty funny it's pretty wild to think isn't it it really is it really is and as we're talking about this i want to give a shout out to Morrison, where in the heck did he come from last week? <laughs> you know, if anyone if anyone did see it, I, I did a, a retweet of this at faithful underscore Irish on Twitter, um, and it was kind of a kind of a montage of the entire Clemson game from the perspective of the yeah. Notre Dame sideline. And I forget who it was on our team, but when Morrison did the pick six. Whoever it was, was like screamed at the camera. He's a freshman. I saw that. Yep. Uh, it's just brilliant and just like you know, I'm getting flashbacks to 2014. The remember the six uh, play. Oh. You know, Wookie. Do you know you know what play I'm talking about? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Look, we're we're gonna have to play it here. You know, I mean, it's we got we got no one else in the wing here. It's you and Kevin. So, Kevin, I think you. I appreciate you for for jumping on. You know, you know, Kevin yes. here. We'll we'll bring you on as a speaker if you want to jump in and speak. Um. Yeah, we gotta find this here. Uh. Damn it. <laughs> Go to history. <laughs> nah, it's it's in here. Here, it's just uh, darn it. Yeah, show music. A game audio. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here yeah. it is. Here's just the remember the six play. There it is. The last play of the game is a pick. Oh, it's Elijah yeah. Shoemate. Is this the way it's going to end? Is this the way it's going to end? Music tonight. Talk about salt in the wound. Shoemate takes it back the other way. 
to round out a 37 to nothing shutout. First time the Wolverines ever shut out in the history of this series. Oh, man. Good, good times. Suck a fat one, Michigan. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. I think that's I think I think that's my biggest criticism of Brian Kelly is that he ended that that, that series. Like yes. Like it's crazy. Yeah, you know, like like I I will say this. I would rather play Michigan than play no, play Navy or any service academy. I, I would being from Southern California, I always want to play USC and beat the crap out of them. But after USC I would love to play Michigan. And and quite frankly, oh, yeah. I, I genuinely think that college football as a whole is better when A, Michigan and Notre Dame play, and B, when both teams are good. I completely agree. I so. completely agree. I know too many Michigan fans, and they always bring up, yeah, we beat you uh, last year, like two years ago. I was like, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, and what's interesting about the Michigan rivalry is it's actually one of the rivalries that we actually have a losing record to, right? You know, like we really like, do. It's sort of shocking. It begins with a four. If you if you go back and, and you know, I won't I won't bring it up tonight, but I know for a fact that if you look at percentage, it begins with a four. It's not good. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, um, you know, the, and then what's really atrocious about this, and I do have this in the in the spreadsheets here, is um, you know one of my criticisms of BK is um, is in 2019 losing to Michigan. And, and, and like, l- let's put it another way. That was Brian Kelly's 10th year as a head coach at Notre Dame. And so you'd think like, okay, things are kind of in the washing machine and, and we're doing well. That was Brian Kelly's, one of his worst losses ever at Notre mm. Dame. He lost at Michigan by 31 points, 45 to 14 at Michigan in 2019. It was atrocious. My uh, best friend is a Michigan fan. I did not hear the end of it for a month. We need to, <laughs> to really rethink who your best friends are, Wookie. I'm just well, saying. I mean, he's a he's a great he's a great <laughs> dude. So you know, I I let it slide. He's also a Tennessee fan, so I'm like, eh. at least at Ooh. least at least it's not your twin brother. That's a mystery. No, here it is. Damn. Here's Kevin. I love this. We're yeah. kind of like turning this into the Michigan, you know, hate show. That's fine. All right, we can go all night on this, guys. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to hear more from Kevin on this. So, so wait a second. I, I think I've seen this on Twitter, Kevin. So you're you have you have a twin brother. Yep. You're running a podcast with him. Yep. And he's a Michigan dude. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Thirty-four years. We've all been fans for thirty-four years of our team. Um, he every every. Uh, Past two podcasts, he brings it up. We're we're, we're going to make the playoff. Like, I'm trying to hear that crap, man. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, so, that, so but... wait. I, I, I'm kind of speechless here. How does how does your children's uncle? How do you let your children interact with their <laughs> uncle, who's a, a Michigan fan? <laughs> it's hard. He has two. He has two boys too, and we do like prank war. So when, when, when his son was little. I put him on a Notre Dame onesie. Oh, and like, yes. He got mad about that. So he got my son. And he put him on some stuff and when he was watching him one day. And so it's like a rivalry. Like, 
we we literally hate each other's teams. Like it's like yeah, <laughs> we literally hate them. Oh my gosh! So like, what happens when you guys like play? Is this kind of shit happening? When we play them, catch me outside. How about that? Is that what you guys are saying <laughs> to each other? Oh, oh, we fight all the time. Like back when we were younger, like it was like physical fights. Like we used to Damn. fight, fight over these games. Oh my god. Like, like it was like the competition was real. Like we don't like each other's team. Like it was more because we were competitive ourselves against each other. Like we were very competitive. So yeah. now we got two rival teams, and we like two rival teams. Now the competition is even more is increased. Oh my right? gosh. So, it got personal. It got very personal. Well, how does this happen? Like, like, do I need to blame your parents or what's the story <laughs> here? Like, how did how did two twins, like, pick, like, like I, I don't understand this. Like, you're gonna have to educate me. I'm gonna stay curious on this one. It's a strange story. So actually, the Notre Dame Alumni Association actually interviewed us about this. Um, what? It was like um, a couple years ago. I think it was okay. during COVID. Um, so pretty much we were just sitting down watching TV and it was happened to be a Notre Dame Michigan game and it was like I got that team, you got that team. I was like, This is my team that and he like this is my team and like from then it just blew up from there. Like I'm a Notre Dame fan, you a Michigan fan, like I hate you, you hate me. And it just it grew from there. That's amazing. That's crazy. So how how does it that that two two young men, two boys from the same house, end up like growing to like completely different college football teams that are kind of like I don't say polar opposites, but you know are, are pretty much heated rivals. Like how does yeah, this like, happen? Like how did you become a Notre Dame fan, and how did he become a Michigan fan? I guess if I'm trying to get to. Yeah. No, just like that. We're watching them on TV, and that became, that, that became our team. And uh, what it, what it really was that we were we hated being twins so much, right? That everything became a competition. Like we didn't like mm. being twins. We didn't like being compared. So we always went against each other and stuff. So we always battle. And like when it came to like sports, like I'm on this side. Even when we wrestled in high school. It's like. Who's the, who's the best wrestler? Who's the best at school? Who's the best at football? Who was the best? So when it came to Notre Dame, Michigan was like, we picked these two teams just randomly. Like, they were on TV. I got that team. You have that team. We're like four, five. Okay. Right? And it was just like, for me, I was like, that's my team. Like, the gold, they had the gold helmets. You know, it was like, that's my team. And he liked the, the blue and the maize. And it was like, Goofy that's maze his team. color. So. So your brother brother has no style because he likes the goofy maze color. Got it. Okay. I call I call it the highlighter color. It's a highlighter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, the uh, Notre Dame Alumni Association interviewed us. Uh, they did, it's a whole video. I might post it again. Um, they did the whole interview. Do it. Yeah, that'd be great. If you, okay. if you do, uh, we'll happily retweet that here on uh, on Twitter here at faithful underscore Irish. No, that's that's great. <laughs> yeah so and then this last loss man and then they canceled the series like we went out bad it's like and then it's like we don't play again till 2030 something it's like two i think i'm like come on like we he can hold this over me for 13 years like oh that's come on like i I hope we meet him in a bowl or something like i just i just need to beat him i just gotta (laughs) i 
gotta beat them. Well, I don't. I don't think. I mean, based off of what I've seen, you know, I, I highly doubt Michigan will beat Ohio State. Um, you know, they're oh, they they're won't. they're kind of setting themselves up with their shitty schedule. You know, to <laughs> to play um, Ohio State, and this this year it's actually in the horseshoe. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you sharing that. That's that's a that's a fun insight into your your uh, your your personal life there. So so thank you for sharing. And uh, um, I mean, and let's put this way: I mean, we don't wish ill on your brother or any Michigan fan, you know, too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Not too much, you know. I mean, they do they do deserve prayer. Um, and and. <laughs> Go to the grotto. Come on. Grotto. Go to mass. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, uh, uh, you know that, that we've kind of hit all the high high spots here with this this uh, this rivalry between Notre Dame and Navy. Um, you know anything from injuries to you know the Navy record versus Notre Dame's talent to uh you know propensity for injury which i think is bullcrap there's one other last thing i wanted to mention about navy and why uh i have no problem with notre dame playing navy every year now obviously i would as i mentioned before would love to see us put the academies on a rotation some sort of okay let's play notre dame versus Air Force, Notre Dame versus Navy, Notre Dame versus Army, and just kind of have that rotation. It doesn't have to be the same, you know, you know, rotation every year, every year, every year. Um, although I will say this, there's something about playing the academies that is special, not only from a respect, you know, where like we stand with them, with their alma mater, they stand with us, with ours, like, like that's cool. Um, there's something great about that. And if anyone has ever watched rugby, rugby, you know, I, I personally don't watch it, but I am knowledgeable enough that uh, what, what's the what's the what's the phrase? It's like rugby is a game of hooligans played by gentlemen. And I kind of feel like when Notre Dame plays Navy, we kind of get some of that where it's extremely fierce, extremely physical. But then when the dust settles, there's respect. And that is something I think that that we need not only in modern sports as far as sportsmanship. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm a step on the throat kind of guy. And I'm a, you know, you know, just, you know, just just talk trash and and do that kind of thing but at the end of the day like sportsmanship is extremely important and if you don't have that then it's like well that's you know you know why why would you not just you know do gladiator shit in an arena you know what i mean like and that's not what we're trying to do so navy not only is there the sportsmanship thing which is great you know, and we're all kind of singing Kumbaya. But Navy, with their link to triple option and this kind of old school style, which no one likes as far as like, no, I like it personally. You know, I think it's kind of great. But it's kind of this link 
back to football past. It's kind of like a link back to our roots. You know, it's it's kind of like ne- necessary to remind us of where we are relative to the past of what Notre Dame is or even just what what football is, college football, right? You know, and it, it it's kind of like lets us go back to our grassroots, if, if I may say so. And, and, and Navy kind of has to do it out of necessity, you know, to kind of just, just win games and just with their talent discrepancy and just kind of, you know, throw a wrinkle in there and give their team some sort of advantage. So I I do think, you know, like, like Notre Dame is a machine, you know, they can attract talent, you know, they should be able to throw the ball and run the ball over, you know, Navy with this whiz bang thing. But Navy kind of brings this, you know, like, whoa, hold on. We still have this. We still have our niche and we still also do it well. And if Notre Dame is sleeping or overconfident or cocky or undisciplined, Navy will catch you slipping and they they can execute. Why? Well, you know what? Look, they have a good coach. He's been there for 15 years for a reason. And he has been able to have good seasons and he has beaten Notre Dame multiple times. Uh, three times specifically. And the other time before that was, ah, uh, oh, shit. Who was that? Uh, uh, 2019. Uh, no, it wasn't 2019. 2007. Uh, that would be uh, Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson before he went to Georgia Tech. So, and I, I firmly believe that Paul Johnson's year uh, going eight and five is one of the reasons why he ended up getting the Georgia Tech game. If he hadn't beaten Notre Dame, probably wouldn't have happened. So, well, men, that is all I have. You know, we're, we're pretty light on uh, contributors tonight. Um, I really appreciate you all jumping on. Sand jumped on. Wookie jumped on. Kevin Davis jumped on. Uh, if anyone else has anything to say, um, that's pretty much it. Kind of a little lighter podcast tonight. Only about an hour and a half in. So, just want to say uh, one thing. Uh, I got on to Notre Dame about tradition and Catholic tradition. My dad, like two teams growing up, was the UC Bearcats because he went there. But it was always Notre Dame. And I took Notre Dame as my number one. And, well, he has UC as his number one. He did not like that too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so, I, I grew up in a, a, a Catholic, you know, family and, you know, just Notre Dame football was just kind of part of it. And, uh, you know, kind of a, a and if anyone wants to know kind of more of that history, go back to season one of the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Uh, it's out there somewhere. It's one of the bi week episodes of kind of my background. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of the, my formation. And uh, I mean, I've mentioned multiple times that I went to school there, so it has a little bit to do with it, but my fandom was was long, long before I ever stepped foot on campus. So, I wish I could have been there, but uh, yeah, going there for games the six times that I've had, that campus is amazing. It is. It's, it's really special, and um, for anyone who hasn't been there, you know, or wants to go, you know, it's totally worth it. Um, I'm hoping that as time goes on, the home environment becomes more hostile per se. Oh, if Saturday was any indication. 
Well, and, and that's true. And I, I think that's a function of, you know, our opponent and, and the, and let's face it, you know, the, the team needs to step up. The team needs to uh, rise to the occasion. The team needs to escalate and uh, quite frankly perform, you know, like the, the crowd can't bring, you know, all the energy, you know, the, the team does need execution. Yep. Totally agree. So, but it's a it's a technically a neutral site game, although Baltimore is pretty close to Annapolis. So, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have a good Irish showing. I uh, you know I think Navy tends to draw a halfway decent crowd, uh, but it is kind of closer to their backyard uh, than it is for Notre Dame. Who is the home team? You know what? That's a great question. Um, I'm gonna throw out that I mean it's technically neutral, but um, right. Yeah, I, that's a good question. I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, okay. I, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say Navy, just because okay. of what ES where ESPN has them on the right hand side. So, <laughs> I guess we'll find out by the jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Notre Dame's wearing white, and then Navy's wearing blue. Then there you go. So. Yep. Well, I appreciate you both, uh, Wookie and Kevin, jumping on the Fighting Irish Faithful show tonight. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on the on the uh, podcast version. I am at Faithful underscore Irish on the Twitter. This is the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Finding us on Spotify, YouTube, or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, what have you. Uh, you can always find us uh, or you know send me emails, D- DMs, whatever. Uh, at fightingirishfaithful at gmail.com. If I offended you uh, because I called you a sissy because you think Notre Dame versus Navy results in more injuries, I do not apologize. You just need to grow up and deal with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But hey, that, that, this is football. This is what we do. So, and, and no, I don't want people to be injured. But at the same time, I think proper technique and Look, it's allowed in the rules. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is, uh, gosh, look, three games left in the regular season. Navy, Boston College, and then we're going to all be, you know, having Turkey and tryptophan and USC. So uh, Notre Dame is favored by 15 and a half points. So uh, and we have, like I said earlier, a 91% chance of winning. So. Um, it, it really should, the game should not be in doubt, but let's not get overconfident or cocky here. We must play sound discipline, trust in our scheme, trust in our talent and beat the midshipmen. Thank you everyone for joining us. Really appreciate all of you and go Irish beat middies. Throws the ball. It is caught. Reggie Brooks. Reggie Brooks got it for a two-pointer. And Notre Dame is out in front. 17-16. Lost the ball. The pass is spinning down. It's spinning down by Carroll. It's caught by Samaza. Inside the 20. Inside the 10. He's going in. Notre Dame has scored. Dawson throws open receiver in the end zone. Touchdown. Notre Dame. Somehow the Irish did it. Out of the pack, 30, 35, goodbye, baby, at the 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, five, five, rocket, touchdown, Irish. Time.
Zibikowski looking for a block. Cuts to the right to the 40. Gets a block, gets to the 45, 50. Up to the 45, 40, 30. One man to beat, 20, 15, 10. He's down to the five. Touchdown, Irish. 